Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. Hello and welcome to the Bad Movie Cult podcast where each week we deep dive a film and by the end of it we decide whether it's bad enough to be inducted into the Bad Movie Cult or if it lives to fight another day. And to help me with that, my co-host, Mr. Kenby Wild. Greetings, everybody. This week, we are covering the 1982 Juan Simon film, Pieces. Warning, what you will see in the movie Pieces cannot be revealed, cannot be described, cannot even be imagined. And you don't have to go to Texas for a chainsaw massacre. Pieces, it's exactly what you think it is. Pieces, absolutely no one under 17 will be admitted. Got a plot for you, Ken? Hit me with it, man. The co-eds of a Boston College campus are targeted by a mysterious killer who is creating a human jigsaw puzzle from their (gasps) body parts. Jesus Christ. We did a film pitch that was similar to this. I believe we did, yeah. Was it Charlie Sheen in a yeah? It was his Valentine, ballerina yeah, costume, wasn't it? Was it? A bloody Valentine. He was a cherub, you idiot. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah, he was in a tutu, but you know, it was cherubic, cherubic. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you say that. Yeah, I wonder if it was as good as this. I can't remember. You I tell us it... by the end of it. You, you'll all know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, go back and listen to it. It was uh, our Valentine episode. What was the film we covered for that one? (laughs) (laughs) It it wasn't Fatal Attraction, I know that. (laughs) (laughs) Got some taglines for you. Go on. If you like strong thrills, come to see us. But do not come alone, just in case. (laughs) What the fuck is (laughs) that? Are you sure that's a tagline, not just a phone line you ring? (laughs) (laughs) That's awful. Oh. Okay, then what about this one? Go on. The Chainsaw Devil. He's a real bastard. (laughs) (laughs) I think you've made that one up, haven't you? (laughs) If you think you're safe on campus, you're dead wrong. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I guess, but it's like, wh- why? That's not a saying, is it? The sum of the parts equals the whole body. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can tell this wasn't an English language film. Oh, can't that's you? horrible, isn't it, that? It's even got the equal sign, God's sake. <laughs> Co-ed's better run. It was, it was, oh, is that it? That's it. No, 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 no. An invitation to terror. It's got nothing to do with any of this. These taglines are just like random words. You can also tell us it's a foreign film because there's a million taglines. Yeah, none of these are making any sense. Got no relevance whatsoever. A macabre story of revenge. I'm not sure it is. (laughs) (laughs) What about this one then? When you meet him, you'll go to pieces. (laughs) 
Yes, then. We'll go with that one. Fuck it. If it stops him. No, it doesn't. <sighs> His devastating tool made women scream. <laughs> <laughs> that is a tagline for one of my films. <laughs> Devastating tool is a great... It should be like an (laughs) X-Man. Writing it down. (laughs) (laughs) We're on with him. No. Next. His hands. What? His his hands, he has the power. His mind has the will. Death is his master. Anyone can be his prey. A gruesome and chilling feature you will never be able to forget. Fucking hell. The end. Nope. Didn't like it. A madman is on the prowl. See him before he sees you. Yeah, but no. Violence, brutality, rage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, swipe left for yes. Fear so intense it will grab you by the balls. We might as well call this episode off after all these. It's like a bloody hour and a half in itself. You don't have to go to Texas for a chainsaw massacre. There we go. That's the one that's on mine. Yeah. And then the last one, it's exactly what you think it is. Oh, that's on the other side. Yeah. (laughs) What does that mean? Well, it's what you think it is. What do you think it means? I don't know what I think it is. Exactly. (laughs) To be honest. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Yeah, that's that covered. I didn't know what this film was even by the end. I didn't know what I watched. <laughs> I've actually got the You Don't Have to Go to Texas for a Chainsaw Massacre and It's Exactly What You Think It Is on the same cover. Nice. So I have that. And on the other side, I've got only It's Exactly What You Think It Is. No. That's, that's is on the no, other side, you see. I, I've flipped it. Is there no It'll Grab You by the Balls? Um, I don't know. I don't think it says that on the back either. Nothing about his devastating tool? No, no, I've got gut-wrenching 4K. I've got that written. Wow. There are two two versions on this as well. Is there? On Blu-ray? Yeah. Who released that? Uh, It's uh, an Arrow. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've got the US theatrical version with library score by Cam. (laughs) And I've got the, uh, the original uncensored director's cut, which is, of course, the one I watched. So now that we've got through all those taglines... Yeah, go on. Should we call it a day or should we do the film? Go on, let's do the film. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Okay, Ken, picture the scene if you will. Mm -hmm. Go for it. It's Boston. It is. It's 1942. Yes. A mother walks into a room. She catches her son, little Timmy, (laughs) doing a jigsaw puzzle of a naked lady. The son of a bitch. Do you know what I'd do you know, if, if I was her? Masturbate. <laughs> Where did this filth come from? <clears throat> Answer me! Answer me! What I have to put up with? You dirty-minded little brat, playing with filth like this, just like your father. You don't watch out. That's who you're going to grow up like. And I can tell you a couple of things about him. Bastard! Kill you if I ever find stuff like that in the house again. Go get a plastic bag. I'm gonna burn everything. Don't just stand there. Go get a bag. What would you do? Uh, masturbate. Oh right, okay. <laughs> yeah, you were right. I knew it. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'd, I'd go completely fucking mental about the whole thing. Would you? <laughs> well, that's funny. 
Go on. Because that's exactly what happens. <laughs> well, there you go. That's parenting. 101. She hits him and says, you're going to end up just like your dad. Yeah, well, and why did he end up? Just wanking over a jigsaw <laughs> puzzle. <laughs> Didn't they not have anything else back in uh, back in 42? In the 40s, all you had were jigsaw puzzles. You remember you used to, any time you saw naked women were jigsaw puzzles in jigsaw the woods. Jigsaw porn? <laughs> yeah. That's the new Saw film, isn't it, that one? I think so, yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs> it's just Tobin Bell end. <laughs> yeah, you remember that finding jigsaw puzzle, naked women, just in bags in the in the bin and you know in in the woods. Yeah, I do. Yeah, child. Yeah, I used to nick them from shops. You did yeah, the top shelf of the jigsaw puzzle shop, <laughs> <laughs> so the kids couldn't get at them. Yeah, oh, great days. It must have been during the war. You see, set the forty two, wasn't it? It was the war, war years. Yeah. So. You know, it's nothing Everything you... was coded, wasn't it, in case the, the Nazis found out? Exactly. They wouldn't have a clue. They ain't got the patience to be sat there doing a jigsaw puzzle, have they? Be no. out, out there doing all their other nefarious antics. Anyway, enough about Nazis and jigsaw puzzles, because she smashes the mirror as well. well we get not? that in slow-mo. Yeah, of Repeat. course we do. Of course we do. That's massively relevant. And then she says she's going to burn the jigsaw puzzle. She's had enough. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's entirely reasonable. Seems so, wouldn't it? You know, because it's a confusing time as a child, you know, getting to grips with your, you know, fancying women, fancying jigsaw puzzles. Yeah, doing puzzles, admiring the, the puzzle skill, you know, solving problems. I think he'd have women. had sex with a jigsaw puzzle if he'd have carried on. I think he probably would. It's the natural progression. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> and look how well you've turned out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she orders her son to get a plastic bag. For the jigsaw puzzle, obviously. She's going to get rid of this filth. Yeah, and instead of a bag, he gets an axe. Yeah, what she does actually say, I will kill you if I ever see any more like this. Mm. <laughs> She's threatening to kill her own son because of a semi-pornographic jigsaw puzzle. I thought it was very pornographic. I'm not sure. Could, could, they, she had pants on, didn't she? She had underpants on. Who, the mum? I don't know. <laughs> it's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Yeah, and uh, what he does with that axe is he just kills her. Yeah, he just slams it straight into her head. Three yeah. times, in fact. I quite like that as well. It's a good effect. Three times, right in the face. And then what happens is he saws her dead body into pieces. Yeah, the phone rings. There's somebody ringing on the door and he's just sawing away. He's not bothered. There's an enormous amount of blood, isn't there? Yeah. For, for just like three hits with an axe. He then sits down to finish his jigsaw puzzle. Housekeeper, she calls the police. Because you would, wouldn't you, if somebody just didn't answer the door to you? Yeah, you instantly. Think, I'd just call the police straight away. Something's obviously wrong. The police, when they force their way into the house, and they enter little Timmy's bedroom, where they find blood covering the floor. I like that one policeman says, something's been butchered up here. Let's hope it was an animal. <laughs> Yes, that's likely. Yeah, it's more likely than not. Yeah, I like um, I like the fact that they just immediately break in straight away. It's just like that. Oh, I've rung the door, but nobody's answered. So it's like, well, I'm going to smash the door in there. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> no, no. Well, are you sure they're in? None of that. It's just well, we we'd better break the door down then. Yeah, <laughs> I like as well that they say, Jesus, we'd better search the place, and the whole search is just opening a closet. <laughs> 
That's yeah. it. Well, these foreign films, you, you, I'm surprised they didn't shoot everyone, including themselves, the police, when they entered the fucking... <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they go into one of the closets and they find the mom's head. <laughs> they close the door again. They do. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Sorry. <laughs> then he's like, oh, my God. Just close it again. Like, there we go. That's better. Yeah. And then they find little Timmy. Bloody Timmy. He's in another closet. The policeman console him. And he tells the officers that a maniac broke in and murdered her. The neighbour says, oh, Timmy. And then lets us know that his father's in the Air Force, which is vital to absolutely nothing else that happens. Head, head of pornography in the Air Force. <laughs> Pornographic jigsaw puzzles yeah. department. Yeah, so he's t- he gets taken to his aunt, I believe, is, is what we yes, get told. She, she lives nearby. And then we get the titles. Boom. Pieces. 40 years later. <laughs> that child is now 50 years old. I think they've gone too far into the future. I like it when they do that. I like a caption telling you how long it's gone past. 40 years is a long time, it isn't is it? It is a long time, yeah. But at the same time, you know, he's got to be a young kid to be that to be wrong. Yeah. You know, obviously, if he was a teenager, you'd just be like, oh, go on, get on with it, mate. Yeah. Yeah, because you start getting to his age being 60, 70, he's just going to be Michael Myers in it, isn't he? Just lying down in a shit pipe somewhere. <laughs> Waiting to be beaten up by a local babysitter. <laughs> As per with Michael Myers. <laughs> Story of his life right there. <laughs> Spoilers. Apologies. The story of my life. You was singing that. <laughs> I watched that the I other day. <laughs> I watched that the other day. So did I. I showed it to my girlfriend. Oh, what the fuck's this? Yeah, yeah, I got the same. I showed it to my wife. <laughs> she was like, what the fucking hell is this? Isn't that nice, listeners? Even when we don't even plan things, we're still doing the same shit. Yeah, and that's uh, Story of My Life by One Direction. If you watch the Shreds version on YouTube, very, oh, very funny. So very great. good. Yeah, always votes me laugh. Is it Shreds that do the Bowie and... Um, oh, Jagger without Jagger. the music, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. It's just the jump in the air and you just see him go... Oh, right, I'm going to go anyway. I'm going to go and watch more of that. <laughs> see you in a bit. No, anyway, anyway no. F- yes, come on. F- 40 years later, we see someone entering a little fancy apartment goes to the closet and he's got a, a box with shoes, clothes. Yeah, it's the absolutely classic black gloves. Yeah. Yeah, love it. Love it. Such a great trope. I do I do enjoy a nice black glove. Where's that first scene, do you reckon? Like, Giallo? Yeah, it's the Giallo reference, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, uh, I think the... that's what this was probably aiming for. But yeah, oh god, I missed the fucking mall by a. <laughs> oh, I don't know, I don't know. I think it is one, but a really, Barely. really bad one. Yeah, and we also. Get... I fucking love this film, by the way. I don't know if I even mentioned that at the start. I think and this we is just brilliant. dove straight in. Yeah, I think this is a brilliant film. It is so much fun and fucking ridiculous. I don't remember anything of it, but I remember it being fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, start to finish, this is just an absolute what the bloody hell is going on now film. 
I know there's bits because I haven't I haven't reread all my notes because I'm such a professional. I didn't reread my notes before we started, but I know there's definitely laugh out loud moments I've highlighted, which I'm looking forward to reading again and reminding myself because <laughs> there's definitely something in. I think it's one of the girls says something that's fucking ridiculous. Well, maybe I've got that written down. I'm not sure. Oh, nice. But anyway, we also see the remains of that new jigsaw puzzle. This can only be little Timmy. Yeah, it's got um, it's got like blood on it as well, hasn't it? Blood. He's not cleaned it in forty years. And the he... jigsaw. Oh dear. He's had time as well because obviously he got away with it. He hasn't cleaned his dick in forty years, Ken. What do you think of that? <laughs> Well, That's from, the real horror of this film. Well, from experience, um, <laughs> <laughs> I can only say that's the bad thing to do, and it's <laughs> it's wrong. Yeah, bad wrong. Yeah, I'll clean my dick when I'm dead. <laughs> that's on, on your gravestone. That's the old phrase, isn't it? <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> Cut to a college campus. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Because here we go. This is the setting of the film now. Where it's a college campus yeah. on the, film. Yeah, there's a photo and it's got a big blood big blood X. He writes a blood X on it. Mm. That, that's that's it, yeah. So we know it's definitely the same person. Yeah. Let's go college to campus. campus. There's a girl skateboarding around to some funky music. Yeah, it's because it's campus. And she skates into some glass removal men. Yeah, as, as always, you know, and they always just walk out in front of you when you're on a skateboard, being yeah, n- too nothing, happy. Nothing goes wrong when you see that. Yeah, see well, people um, removing it, glass. Yeah, it, it does. Anyway, something does go wrong. She inexplicably smashes through it, and that's the end of that scene. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like, Aah! we hear a smash and we cut scene. <laughs> Have you seen the mom again? No, breaking the mirror. Oh, I think we do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, pretty. Yeah, but, but what like we need, like, well, we need a flashback to something that happened twenty seconds before. <laughs> yeah, but what's that? It's got nothing to do with anything. That couldn't have been set up by a killer. That's two that... men delivering a massive fuck off mirror somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that's not a devious plot. Yeah, and anyway, yeah, she just uh, apparently smashes through it. We don't know what happened. Who cares? We don't know who she was anyway. Yeah, so fuck her. Yes. Anyway. So back to the gloves, back to the puzzle. Uh, Humpty Dumpty, I've written. I've oh, ri- yeah? I've written Humpty Dumpty. I don't know why. Me neither. No, well, there we go. Yeah. Eagle-eyed viewers, <laughs> write in and let us know, why the fuck did I write Humpty Dumpty? I'm going <laughs> to guess that maybe they were playing the Humpty Dumpty song uh, whilst, ah, whilst yes. he was looking at the puzzle and putting another piece in. Nice. We need some creepy music, and what could be creepier than a royalty-free nursery rhyme? <laughs> uh, there's actually a couple of films called Humpty Dumpty. I don't know if you've seen any of those. You probably haven't done because uh, you know you act- actively seek out films that you enjoy. <laughs> 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 Whereas I watch shit that I know is shit just for the know. sake of watching watch... shit. I think I would watch a Humpty Dumpty horror film. No, oh, don't. I've seen. Are you sure, it. you're not thinking of your film, Rumpy Pumpy. <laughs> <laughs> the Hunker Chunker was the sequel. <laughs> you and Stallone. Yeah, Rumpy Pumpy was the very, very British version. <laughs> we're, we're, we're all in bowler hats and suits yeah. with umbrellas. <laughs> no, no, Humpty Dumpty. It's, it's a British film and it's fucking awful. 
It's like a six foot fucking Humpty Dumpty doll. <laughs> a six foot egg. Why the fuck would you be buying that and putting it in your house? <laughs> anyway, yeah, it, it's possessed and kills people. Oh, fantastic. of course it does. No, it, it's just the head. Just the head's the Humpty Dumpty. It'd be shit if it didn't. <laughs> just, just seeing people live their life with a Humpty Dumpty in the background. <laughs> shit if they do. You know, it's one of them, isn't it? Shit if you do, shit if you don't. Yeah. Yeah, but fucking hell, I've not even seen the second one yet. It's on my playlist. <laughs> after enjoying the first one to no degree whatsoever, I've, uh, <laughs> I've not really put it up as a priority. Oh, you know what is you know what is funny that will make you laugh? My girlfriend has a Swedish friend. That is funny. Yeah, and... She told him that we do a podcast, so he listened to one of our episodes mm-hmm. and really enjoyed it and and sent a message, something to the thing of, oh, these guys are really funny. I love their chemistry. I've definitely subscribed to it. And then said, however, you haven't covered the room yet, and then gave us four out of five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. I was like... That he knows that you know. Why not just give us five? And he was like, "Sorry, you haven't covered the room, so it's got to be four. <laughs> Don't just one does not simply dive straight into the room. Exactly. I was like, yeah. we're waiting for our hundredth episode, and the room's going to come out. To be honest, that whole story started with my girlfriend's got a Swedish friend, and it went downhill from there. It's, oh, yeah, uh, a- yeah, that was that was a real highlight for me. I was thinking, it was a bloke. brilliant. Yeah, exactly. You fucking ruined it straight away, and then it just went shitter and shitter, <laughs> <laughs> which is what we're also known as. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> on one the of the socials. Reviews. Yeah, <laughs> that's the review he left us. <laughs> Shit and shitter. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. Um, back at the campus, we've got another girl. She's studying in the grass. Well, she's not really studying. She's just reading, wearing a very, very small skirt. Yeah, very small. It's too small. Nearby, we see what can only... He's so obviously the killer <laughs> that he isn't the killer, this man. This guy looks fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's Bluto from Popeye. It is. It's actually the man yeah, who played Bluto. It, it fucking is as well. Of course it is. Look well, at him. Because who else would it be? <laughs> There's only one man that we can get to fill this role. <laughs> Bluto. Remember Bluto from Popeye? <laughs> yeah, get him in. Yeah. Who looks like he's obviously going to be the killer, but we just don't have him as him. No, instantly you're like that's he's not the killer. No one hires him. He can't he can't <laughs> expect to get a job even <laughs> pretending to be a not a killer. So, you know. Yeah, even a gardener, you wouldn't hire him as a gardener. You'd just be like, you get a, get back in prison, you fucking murderer. Yeah. He would have to say, like, I am blat- I blatant like a serial killer, so for that reason, I just can't be. <laughs> that was the way he gets away with it. Yeah. Work for Ed Kemper. Oh, that's true. Big seven-foot Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Loping around the fucking campus. That was, his, that was his name, and he was seven-foot. He didn't have a seven-foot head. That would be fucking massive, wouldn't it? He did have a six-foot egg, though, that he... <laughs> And he called Rumpy Pumpy. <laughs> Rumpy Pumpy Pumper. <laughs> that he used to put in a British house. Yeah. Yeah. He was very prolific. More than we even thought. Yeah, and his mum loved that more than him. Oh, Sad, in, isn't it? Rest in peace, Ed. Um, see, and this is why we don't do true crime podcasts. <laughs> um, we'd, start, we'd start true, wouldn't we? 
But then, yeah. <laughs> then we may just uh, elaborate. We'd side slightly. with the murderers, and that would just not. I don't think anyone wants to listen to that. Well, it's quite right. I mean, he he was also focusing on the co-eds, wasn't he? Though, so you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's parallels. Could they not have? Could they not have gone for co-dead, co-ed to co-dead? Could they not have tried that as a tagline? Co-dead or killer. Well, they had like no on on this movie as a tagline. Oh. Yeah. They had like fucking fifty other ones. Why did they not even think co-ed, co-dead? I just did, you know. Why didn't it, they have? It's not my job. Watch Bluto trim a bush. <laughs> Why don't they just have that? <laughs> Imagine if Bluto. Olive's Imagine you bush. looked up. <laughs> if you looked up again and you saw Bluto trimming up your your bush, <laughs> nearby bush. Yeah. I'd think, what the fuck? There's a murderer. It looks like Bluto. <laughs> So yeah, he's, he's he's chainsaw in a bush, and um, it doesn't really need to, to be honest. It's not that big. No, chainsaw chainsaws like overkill on this little bush. And then what happens is someone approaches and saws her head off with the chainsaw. Yeah, but could it be him? Probably. He's the only, yeah, well, he's the only person we've seen with a chainsaw, so it must be him. Logic would say it has to be him. If it was him, that would have been a really shit like <laughs> film. Yeah, he's just eyeing up her fucking butt cheeks, isn't he? Because she's well, she's got him on show. Well, yeah, that's campus life back in the eighties. Nothing but butt cheeks. Yeah, nothing but butt cheeks. Very good. Uh, a little later, we meet Lieutenant Bracken, played by Christopher George. Yep, straight to the cops, and his partner, Sergeant Holden played by Frank Branner, and they've arrived on campus. We've got some students smoking the reefer and chatting outside. Yep, they're on the bloody marijuanas. One of the girls says that the greatest thing in the world is smoking pot and fucking on a waterbed at the same time. Yeah, it's a bit dangerous, isn't it? That's very fucking um, cool, isn't it? You'd imagine it's, it's, um, it's like health and safety for a start. Smoking pot and waterbeds was the coolest thing you could talk about in the 80s. Well, I was there. You fucking weren't. How do you know? I was born in the 80s. Oh, you were talking about smoking pot and having sex at the age of two? Uh, Yeah, on a waterbed, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's on your birth certificate. It's my middle names. (laughs) Well, all of that, that entire sentence. Dominic smoking pot and fucking on a waterbed Lawton. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Anyway, that same girl, she goes over to flirt with Professor Brown. Yeah. Which is a rejected character from Cluedo, I've put. Yeah, he's a fucking ridiculous looking man, isn't he? He is, yeah. What a pathetic piece of shit this professor is. Yes, and... uh, uh, She asks him what the pectorals are. Yeah, basically to try and get him to say, Tits! Yeah. But he doesn't. You know, he's a professor. He's very, very professional about the whole thing and uh, tells her to go fuck off and smoke pot and have sex in a waterbed. He calls them titties. Titty bambooers. <laughs> <laughs> titty, titty wah-wahs is what he says. He calls them happy pillows. <laughs> Sometimes dirty pillows. He doesn't do any of this. This is not real dialogue. Mostly dirty pillows at night, mostly. <laughs> mostly. My mummy always said that titties didn't exist, but they do, <laughs> <laughs> don't they? 
That should have been the line. Why was that not the line? Depends <laughs> what version you watch. <laughs> Just not related to anything at all. Just turns and says that. Yeah. <laughs> says it and walk off. It was like, what? Nothing. She says, my friends all make fun of me saying mine are funny. And he says, I assure you, you have nothing to worry about. Yeah, a bit weird. A bit weird, because he seems obviously homosexual. Why Why obviously? Well, because he looks it, sounds it, acts it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. You know, I'm going to bring in the dog shit analogy, you know. <laughs> it looks like shit. It smells like shit. Probably tastes like shit. Know what I mean? So <laughs> I go about. That would go about my curries. That's why I don't eat one. Never had a curry. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Yeah, it, that's it a fun like, fact about Kenneth. Yeah, it looks like shit, doesn't it? it? Stinks as well. It stinks like shit. I'm not going to fucking eat it. There you go. Curries. Not for me. We got any listeners from India? That's fucking got gone. Fucking now. loads of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. Probably got a few gay listeners as well, so that's them gone. Professor Brownie heads in for a chat with the receptionist and cuts her off immediately after asking her what she thinks about the murder. Yeah, she's she loves a gossip, doesn't she, the receptionist? Yeah, well, what else is there to do in the 80s as a receptionist? Not your job, that's for sure. No, she doesn't do that like that at all. No. Always just chatting shit. Apparently, yeah, they, yeah, they never found the head, is what we yeah. found out. The receptionist really wants to know what he would want with it. What would you want with it, Ken? Um, oral sex. Professor Brown gets called in and we find out he's not married. <laughs> Lives with his mother and is in charge Look, of if the... we're going to go back to the true crime, right? Yeah, there was rumours about Ted Bundy. That was all. That's all. Rumours that he took out the teeth of one of them and used it for that sort of scenario. He's in charge of the anatomy class at the college. The dean says they want to ask him some questions, but then he also says that he's too busy and he fucks off. He's um, Professor Brown is in charge of the anatomy department at this college. How fucking big is the college that you've got somebody in charge of that as a department? Anatomy? It's fucking massive. Yes, it's like, not like just biology. It's like entirely dedicated to anatomy only. We get to the point where there's about 400 kids that get killed in this film, and none of them are found. This place is massive. Yeah, but I don't know. You wouldn't have anatomy, would you? Is that is that Surely that's got to be an American thing. We don't have that shit over here. Unless you've gone like, to proper like study anatomy, focus on that. You wouldn't just have it everywhere, in every college. I don't know. Email us in if that's true or not. Badmoviecourtgmail.com There's a film called Anatomy. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, it's quite good actually. Obviously, it's about killing and all that shit, but you know, did, it's quite a good one. Did I tell you I watched Pin the other day again? Oh, you did, yeah. Jesus Christ. Anyway, good film, isn't right. it? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Fucking good though. Terry Quinn, just <laughs> the most ridiculous death I've ever seen in a film. Really Terry O'Quinn to you. <laughs> <laughs> Give him that. He's a bloody stepfather. Show him some respect there. Yeah. Uh, Bracken tells Brown that they have no suspects and his partner says, we're just out buying clothes without labels and trying them on for size. Whatever the fuck that means. What the fuck is he going on about? I've written that down as well. I love the partner. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. partner's it's ridiculous. one of those where you just look at him and just go, hmm. 
and then, <laughs> then just carry on with your day. Yeah. <laughs> so nobody seems to comment on it. It's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then just move on. We see Bluto again. He's uh, the groundskeeper. He's, he's shining. A, on... His name is actually Willard. Yeah. Incidentally, yeah. So we, well, we probably will keep calling him Bluto, but his name is Willard. Yeah, the actor's name is Paul Smith. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, um, Paul Smith was the name of the guy that uh, got his dick out in front of people at my old primary school. <laughs> Great. Great story. And uh, the girl, this, I think we've used this line, but the girl actually said, I thought it was a potato until it unrolled. <laughs> that was Paul Smith, ladies and gentlemen. Congratulations, Paul. Not the same guy, obviously. It wasn't, it wasn't Bluto. He wasn't there with a fucking beard at uh, primary school. Bluto and his potato dick. <laughs> rolling yeah. it out. That, that's on the uh, DVD special features of the uh, Popeye film. <laughs> Robin <laughs> Williams. <laughs> you and Bluto, the only two kids with beards. Yeah. And he was the only one with a potato dick. <laughs> yeah. Mine was more an asparagus. <laughs> Goes well together, compliment each other. Well, yeah, that's why we were friends. <laughs> anyway, Willard, or Bluto if you prefer, or Potato Dick if you know him from school. He's outside, he's got a chainsaw. And he's shining it up real nice. He is, isn't he? He's fucking making a right big old deal about that. Far too much of a deal, to be, in my honest opinion. He is hamming it up a little bit. The dean says he needs to finish quick in order to get another job. And Willard assures him he will, um, He will. then goes off to watch a couple of students fuck by a tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is the second option after the waterbed's been ruled out. Uh, in the campus library that evening, we, there's a girl who gives a note to a male student named Kendall. Mm-hmm. On the note, it says that she wants to do it underwater, see you in the pool. Yeah, Kendall's a weird character, isn't he? Yeah, I didn't like him. No, I didn't like him. He's massively fucking unlikable. Mm. Yeah, it's very very odd that they've chosen him to just like well, be the hero, I guess, isn't it? Is he the hero? Or is he just a little fucking dweeb that runs around? Oh, a lot? I don't know because he seems like he seems like to be a bit of a. I suppose geek. he is, isn't he? He's a bit of a fucking idiot, but at the same time, he's yeah. I think he is the hero. I suppose so, but yeah, yeah he is massively on. Yeah, remember the guy from Demonic Toys? That the hero in that? Yes, I do. Yes, similar vibes. Do you know? I um yeah, I can't remember why I was thinking about uh, that. Was not Demonic Toys, or was it Demonic Toys? Sorry, I thought well, you were talking about Demon Wind for a second there. Oh, him. He was he is a fucking bit like unlikable him as well, as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a bit like him, but he's also, you know, the guy who talks about eating his manager's dick. That That's guy it, from yeah. Demonic Toys. Yeah, sm- like him, I think he was smoking it. Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, you don't eat it. What's in your dick. mouth? I want to eat your dick. Yeah, I don't think that was the line, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Not in that film. No, one no. of mine, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. You and I want to eat your dick three, won't you? (laughs) (laughs) I eat your dick. It was just called that. Not I. I spit on your dick. (laughs) 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 Yeah, the horror parody, the porn parody of the horror film. (laughs) Recently, did a remake. I spit on your dick. Deja vu. (laughs) We're just all a lot older. 
last dick on the left. <laughs> yeah, if we did them all. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was the subtitle to <laughs> it. You pardon the expression. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, uh, the killer. This fucking unknown killer, he's, he's like, he finds the note because um, Kendall, he just like discards it on the table. He does, yeah, yeah. He, he throws it. He, uh, he actually throws it into the bin and misses. Yeah. A fucking idiot. I would have gone and picked that up. Well, the he, killer did. Well, yeah, yeah. But, you know, if I was, if I was Kendall, if I was Kendall bloody Cobra Cakes. <laughs> You'd be all over it. I'd have gone and picked that up with me bloody snake arms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Didn't you have he, a puppet? Yeah, puppet. Well, yeah but to puppet me they were real. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't. He just leaves it, which uh, enables the killer who to walk through the entire library uh, without anybody noticing that there's somebody dressed in a long mac, a fedora, and black gloves. Yeah, and, and a just, massive chainsaw. And just picks it up, reads it, and fucks off. That's ridiculous. If you saw anyone in a Mac anyway, you'd you'd be like, "What the fuck's that guy wearing that Mac for?" Exactly. Also, it's a fedora. slightly noticeable, isn't it? Yeah. So like that guy's either trying to bring down the government or he's a serial killer. Yeah, he could be a shadowy operative. Yeah, exactly. It's only the two options you've got. Possibly just the, a flasher. He could be flashing at people, couldn't he? Not with a fedora on. No, I was going to say it could be Columbo, but he never did that. He never flashed people, did he? He flashed his badge. That's all that mattered. Yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't do he wouldn't be doing any of that. He never wore a hat. So it clearly wasn't Colombo. See, yeah. we see. See that this is the police procedure that was missing. They'd be crossing out Peter Falk straight away, it wasn't him. He didn't wear a hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he, he's off. And then Yeah, they got the guess who board out. Has he got a hat on? No, and then just knock the little pictures down. Yeah, it's not him. <laughs> Obviously, Professor Brown wasn't included, so it couldn't have been him. And then, yeah, and, and then you see you got a, a crossover game. You've nice. got your guess who, you've got your Cluedo. It's guess clue, though. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, and when you just do that, anyway, it's not no, it's not Peter Falk anyway. He goes to the swimming pool where the girl is. The girl's uh, wearing a swimming costume under her clothes. Goes for a swim, takes her clothes off, obviously. Bit of saxophone music to accompany the strip. Yeah, Clarence from the E Street Bandies. Yeah, of course he is. He's underwater, of course. The killer grabs a tiny net. This, um, I've actually written, I've written tiny, tiny footsteps. <laughs> yeah, because He's got it, tap it, shoes on. It takes him forever <laughs> to fucking get there, doesn't it? Like, you can see the the feet moving, and you just think, why are you walking like that? He's always walking like <laughs> like toe to heel. That's how small yeah. his footsteps are. You just think. Why are you walking like that? It's been fucking ages to get there. Yeah, and it's every, like Michael every, Myers who never runs. Yeah, yeah, but every step's like audible as well. You just think, just fucking take bigger strides, you mad bastard. You're gonna go and kill somebody. Why, why are you taking so long to get there? You know, I mean, like you see, like Michael Myers just walking along the street. You just see this guy doing toe to heel walking. Along the street. <laughs> it's like a bloody child measuring something. <laughs> <laughs> like, just fucking walk properly and you'd have got there. It'd be yeah. great seeing a long shot of him chasing someone and he's just doing that. He's got his arms out to balance, you know, because it's <laughs> it's an inconvenient way to walk. You just think, Tiny just, tap shoes on. <laughs> just, think, just fucking do it properly. 
Anyway, he doesn't. And, uh, of course, we get tits, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, always appreciate it. So it was a long build-up, but finally, there's some tits. Yeah. And uh, oh, don't forget the tiny net. Oh, there is a tiny, tiny net. You know, like the little pool net that you get to shit out of the pool with? Yeah, when kids shit in the pool, you got to fish it out. Yeah, literal shit, you know. Yeah. And maybe the, occasion, the occasional moth. Yes. Yeah, if, if there's a moth Matt that's Damon. become confused, <laughs> <laughs> you have to fish Matt Damon out of the pool. It's, plop! <laughs> that's just the noise when he fell in. Yeah. It's both by noise and by name. <laughs> Did yeah. I tell you that that was the, the subtitle in one of the Friday the 13th films? What? Plop? <laughs> when Jason falls into the water, it, it has a subtitle for the sound and it just says plop. <laughs> <laughs> like he's crying out. Yeah. The only word he's ever spoken in any of the films. Yeah, the but he doesn't like plop. swearing. So he says plop. <laughs> so he was very angry, but just yeah. said plop. <laughs> His mother taught him well. Yeah, that's where that's from. Um, yeah, so she gets what does she she gets it, she anyway? Yeah, yeah, the, the t- wall, she? yeah, tiny net. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Matt Damon, he's he's out, so he's got out. He's he's toweling off. Ben so Affleck it, shot himself in the dick. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, Ben Affleck shot himself in the dick because he's upset about Matt Damon swimming bad. Uh, and um, yeah, what happens? He pulls her out of the water. Yeah, it's, it's like he puts a pool net on her head. So like, and and she struggles, and then somehow becomes unconscious because of it. I said she's unconscious very easily. Yeah, I guess I'm not sure how she becomes unconscious. She's unconscious. I don't know whether it's an automatic reaction to having a net put slightly on your head. Maybe she was allergic to nets. I just don't know. That's for the police again. That's for the, the forensics to sort out. Not for me. And he attacks her with the chainsaw very slowly. Of course he does, because he's got a poolside chainsaw, which is what you need by the pool, isn't it? <laughs> he's, got, he's got a fucking chainsaw just hanging around the pool area, which he didn't bring with him, so it was already there. She didn't find that weird when she'd walked in and thought, oh, yeah, there's a chainsaw there by the pool, as as always. Good to know it's there and in case we need it. Mm. And, uh, well, he does need it. Bang. Chainsaw. Dead. Nice. My note here, which I can't remember the film because I watched it ages ago, but my note is, a little later, Kendall receives a note from Kenby Wilde, who is most upset (laughs) at giving him some bad news. (laughs) Fuck you, man. (laughs) I'm guessing it's... I fucking hated this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Is it some bespectacled... Yeah, fucking idiot. Yeah, he goes in. He goes in. So I've got a note. This is overacting Charlie, as I've called him. Yeah, because that's his, char- that's his character name. And he goes in. He says, "I've got a note. It was given to me thirty minutes ago." And he was just like, 30 minutes ago." And he says, "If it's bad news, I'll kill myself." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that seems it's a reasonable. Massive, it's a massive overreaction. It's not his fucking fault. It's the classic <laughs> don't shoot the messenger, but uh, no, he's having none of it. He's overacting Charlie. I've got a quick shot of the killer's shiny shoes. Yes, yeah, of course, yeah. He's uh, got a bloody bag, throwing it in the freezer. 
Yeah, walking freezer. You see the severed head from earlier. Yeah, Willard. Willard then takes his shears for a bit of a swim. Yeah, turns on the pool lights. Yeah, what's he doing walking around with his shears going to the swimming pool? Because he's the red herring. Yeah, he's the reddest of all. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He just like heads into the swimming pool area with his gardening shears. And it's him. And you just think, oh, he's not the killer, is he? He can't be. This is ridiculous. He sees Kendall running from the scene. He does indeed, because uh, he turns on the pool light, sees Kendall. Um, he then finds the chainsaw, and he sees the body with his one big eye. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a massive eye, hasn't he? He has, yeah. It's weird that he played Bluto, yet he's got one big squinty massive eye. That's like the very, very like trait Popeye. of Popeye, isn't it? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I mean. Not sure what he was doing, unless he was uh, alluding to that film. So remember, I was in Popeye. Was that before yeah. this or was that after this? I don't know. I'm not sure. Got to be, got to be after, hasn't it? You'd think so. I don't know, actually. Maybe. Robin Williams, one of his first films, isn't it? It's Robin Williams and Shelley Duvall, wasn't it? Yeah. Who was like literally the perfect casting for olive oil. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yes. Yeah, uh, her I entire fucking hate also... olive oil, by the way. In the all, cartoons. It was all her fault. <laughs> She's a fucking dick tease, aren't she? You said it to both of them. She was playing up to them both. Dick she created, yeah, she created all of that. All of that bloody animosity was her doing. Anyway, it was a kid's cartoon, so... <laughs> you know, we can move on. But it fucking was. Yeah, her entire torso is missing, Ken. That's a lot of things to take, isn't it? An entire torso. That's going to be yeah. difficult to get that out of the uh, swimming pool area. Apparently not. Yeah. Needed a bigger net. <laughs> uh, the police arrive anyway. We get a fight. Willard kicks one of the officers into the pool. Yeah, you know, protesting his innocence without speaking, decides to fight the police. Yeah. And uh, they arrest him because someone pulls a gun. I think it's the partner. Kendall, Kendall runs in the swimming pool area and hits him with a like two by four. Where the fuck has he got that from? <laughs> yeah, he just, like, he just like runs back in and hits him with a plank of wood. And you think, where have you been for that? It's a swimming pool. What's, why is there so many construction tools around this pool? It's in case the WWE want to have a match there. <laughs> That'd have been a great fight, wouldn't it? WWE but pool match. Yeah. As long as it was Trish Stratus, obviously. You're not May Young? Uh, no. No, not in, not in the slightest, especially not now. <laughs> wouldn't be a fair fight at all, would it? This is the this is the first bit. I was like, "What the fuck?" Because Professor Brown turns up at the request of Bracken, um, because he doesn't want to wait for the coroner to give an opinion. That's hardly by the fucking book, is it? That <laughs> I I also like the fact that they've covered the body with a clear plastic sheet. <laughs> so why? What's the point <laughs> of covering it then? You yeah. fucking see through it, you idiots! Uh, there's a there's a really tiny body part just on a massive stretcher as well. Yes, they do. Yeah, they walk past with a, a, a I think it's a leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah on, on, a, on a whole stretcher. It's just like, what? They're, all right, and they're all dressed in clean white. Yeah, but they've they've put a plastic cover over this, and there's. Is it, are they going to take these body parts out one at a time on those stretchers? That would take fucking ages. That's what it seems like. Yeah. And he, he, said, he said as well, he's like, Professor Brown, he's just like that. 
could a chainsaw have done this? Yes, that's what I was going to say. He wants to know if a chainsaw can cut people in half. He says, I'm no pathologist. <laughs> and he's just like, well, why don't you wait to ask the one then? Because there's surely one on the way. But yeah, The only thing, he's a professor of anatomy. All he can do is tell you what the fucking body parts yeah, are. Yeah, he can say, well, that was a leg that they've just took on that stretcher and everything else is there. Except <laughs> Probably. The, except the torso, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, don't know but, if she had one in the first place, we can't assume. No, of course he wouldn't. But uh, yeah, they do have a pathologist, so I'm not sure why he's not asking them. Um, and then, of course, he goes over and he touches the chainsaw, which means he's also not anything to do with forensics because he's now got his fucking fingerprints all over it. Mm. But it's, it's like, I tell you what, I tell you what they need, right? These police. They need somebody to go undercover. I like the, they go to see the dean and Bracken and Holden. They're both stumped. Uh, one of them says, "I wonder what he's doing with all the pieces that are missing." Mm-hmm. It's creepy. I believe it's Bracken himself that says that. And so, instead of closing the college down or maybe getting police to roam the premises or whatever, they decide, as Ken says, to put someone undercover. Who's it going to be? Maybe like a young a young man, you know, just keeping a lookout all the time. Nope. No. They put a female undercover agent in there. And I tell you who's the best person to go. A former professional tennis player who's now a police officer. Exactly. What an intricate um like backstory <laughs> for that person. Yeah. What the fuck is that all about? A policeman approaches Kendall and Kenby Wilde and tells them that the lieutenant wants them to report to the dean's office for questioning. Uh, Bracken convinces the dean to put an undercover agent in the campus. There's some shit about the note that came through the dean's office, which was actually from the killer, and Bracken sends the two boys away I, with a number to call when they feel better or some I, shit. I like it. I like it because they said, like, why why would they send that note? And he says it's to make sure he weren't there. He says, so why were you there? He says, I just had a feeling. <laughs> so it was fucking pointless and none of it worked. Thank you. No further questions. Hooked on a feeling. And that was it. That. that was it. That was it. He says, so why were you there? And he said, I just thought something was wrong. And he was like, yeah. uh, okay then. Thank you. That's, that's, that's you off the hook. From now on, we'll treat you like a police officer. I cut to a dance workout. My note here, Ken, is the silhouette of Jack Nicholson from Batman, heavy breathing <laughs> at the window. <laughs> yeah, and uh, killer shoes as well. We get we get the the footsteps again. We get the shoes. We get an aerobics class that only has one person in it. Uh, we get <laughs> we get that silhouette in the in the porthole window, mm-hmm. um, and then it's just saying, "I need the John to themselves." Because isn't that like a male prostitute? Um, I think a John is actually the client, uh, Your Honor. Oh. <laughs> you would have to check that, of course, um, for uh, clarity, uh, of course. I don't know. Yes. I don't know. I'm thinking it is. Definitely is, yeah. The John is the client. Yeah, and a toilet. And a toilet, yes. Maybe or both it, in this case. Maybe it's connected. Yeah, and I'll tell you where the fucking toilet is. Miles away. <laughs> Absolutely miles away for the UK yeah. for the UK listeners. It's like a Weatherspoon's toilet. It's fucking miles <laughs> away from everywhere. You've got to walk up and you down hike. stairs. You've got to get a taxi to part of it. 
It's honestly, you've got to walk past that old guy that's been there since 10 a.m. Yeah, who's just staring at everybody. With reindeer antlers on his head. <laughs> hey, man, that's me. Don't That's too close. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was me. You know that. <laughs> I explained all of this to you. Yeah, but it is, though. It's, it's fucking miles away. Uh, the killer's following them at all times, of course. So we've, we've got the killer following this woman. We get a fake scare as well. Mm. Yeah, and um, that's the end of that scene. No killing. Yeah, no death. We think we think it's the killer, but it's just her mate, and then she just goes into her apartment. Basically, just watch watch some woman sort of pleasant evening for ten oh, minutes. Just just trying to have a piss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As it turns out, she doesn't. Well, we don't get to see it. She's a shame. Anyway, the next day at the police station. Dr. Jennings arrives yeah, to talk. It's fucking Kendall. Kendall's wearing all brown in this scene. <laughs> That's what I've written. Kendall is in all brown. Yeah. What a horrible outfit he's wearing. <laughs> he arrives to talk to Kendall and provide a profile of the murderer. Uh, Lieutenant Bracken brings in Mary Riggs, a former tennis player turned undercover cop. It's a tale as old as time, isn't it, that? I've got her as Mary James. Oh, I've got Mary Riggs. Mary Riggs? Yeah. Riggs was uh, uh, Mel Gibson's character in Lethal Weapon. Oh, is that... Maybe that's what I've done. I've I've mixed Linda Day George up with Mel Gibson. Well, it's the hair, isn't it? (laughs) It certainly (laughs) is. That's possible. Okay, well, we'll just call her Mary then. Just so, yes. just so, you know, because we ain't got time to be looking into who's right. Bracken explains to Kendall that Mary is going undercover to pose as a tennis instructor at the college and Kendall is going to assist her wherever he can. You know, because he's just a student and was a witness to one of the murders and potentially a suspect, but no, because he just had a feeling. So he's yeah. clearly Mary, do it. Mary rightly asks, why the fuck did you blow her cover before she's even started? Mm-hmm. And Bracken says, well, we're short staff, so I'm relying on you. This, I'm relying on this fuck to help you. Yeah, and he's all in brown. So he couldn't be the killer, because the killer <laughs> wears a black fucking trench coat and a trilby. Yeah, because the killer's got some style, some panache. Not like this little fuck. Not like this fucking geek. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, yeah, we skip them. The Boston Globe, they're doing a yeah. report on it. And, Crack uh, shot reporter Sylvia Costa. Yeah. Hey, hey, what, what's the scoop? She says. And, um, and her partner, the the photographer for the Boston Globe, is uh, Benny Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. Yeah, and <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, they're just there asking questions, and uh, he just says, "Oh, fuck off." Yeah, Bracken's like, I ain't got time for this shit. Yeah, and nor have we, because we move on straight away to a tennis match. Yeah, for ages. Do you know what I like about the tennis match? Fuck all. Well, pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, The the only thing I did like about this one is that uh, they have failed to uh, choreograph people looking the same way at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) Which I really fucking enjoyed. There's at least one fucking person looking the opposite way to everybody (laughs) at all times in this match. Yeah, we do, we do, we cut to the the crowd because obviously there's not really a game going on. So, yeah, we cut to the crowd and there's just one person who's just behind everybody else with the head turn. 
Really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. If I was in the crowd, I'd be looking up and down. <laughs> I'd be sat backwards. <laughs> <laughs> With your sunglasses on the back of your head. Yeah, so I'd just be sat that way. Yeah. <laughs> With it your hands in the air, like you don't know what's going on. <laughs> it wouldn't have looked any shitter than this. Yeah, it's brilliant. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Then they all it goes clap. on for fucking forever, doesn't it? Yeah, as well, you have to watch it. It for is ages. a very, very long scene. Yeah, and then we cut that, and uh, then everybody claps. Yeah, everybody claps, and uh, then there's some really, really loud tannoy music. <laughs> She goes and speaks to the dean afterwards. The dean tells her how great she is and assures her that no one knows her identity unless Bracken's told anyone, of course. Or Kendall, or everyone else that knows. Yeah. Uh, she mentions she, she mentions she's working strictly solo, as no one else volunteered, and that they had to release Willard due to lack of evidence. I guess assaulting police officers is fine. Of course, yeah, if you're innocent, I think. Yeah, sorry I beat up the fucking police and threw him in the pool. Well, I was innocent. Yeah. Kendall hit me with a plank, but we're not fucking going into that, are we? A woman arrives to talk about what's happening, and the dean says, nothing's happening, you stupid bastard. <laughs> That's the Boston Globe reporter again, who's all over Boston this. Starbucks. They're all over this fucking campus, which apparently is very, very easy to get on campus, isn't it? It's wonder there's not more killings. Meanwhile, the killer returns to his apartment, sets out more to get more pieces of dead women. Um, the killer's assembled the girl's severed head. She's, he's attached that to the... Well, does he attach them, or are they just sort of propped? Um, attached, are they, at this point? I, I think they're, they're certainly on their way to being attached. Yeah. He now needs a pair of arms and legs. No, we all Maybe do. arms with a good good history of a strong serve in mm, tennis. Interesting. Uh, the girl from earlier, dancing alone again. Yeah, of course. It's the best way to dance, as we all know. She goes to wait for an elevator and appears to recognise the killer as, as they approach. When um, when he's doing the jigsaw puzzle, you know, like they they've still got their gloves on. Mm. Yeah, you know how awkward that would be to try and do a yeah. jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, well, this is equally do anything it's equally of. awkward because they can't fucking do the jigsaw puzzle properly, and he's there thinking, just pop, just take your fucking glove off, mate. You're on your own, surely. Surely at this point, yeah, you're on your own doing the jigsaw puzzle. Take your glove off. Yeah. It won't matter to anything if you don't do a jigsaw puzzle with gloves on. It's not like they're going to forensically check a jigsaw puzzle after they found you. Yeah, but, but, but the fact that they can't do the jigsaw puzzle with the gloves on just makes me laugh because they really struggle to get that piece in. I've always just made me laugh I was just thinking what the fuck are you wearing them for you're on your own dickhead the girl she says oh it's you sir you made me jump and they get in the elevator together and then soon he reveals his chainsaw which he was hiding behind his back brilliant he starts um, actually it's like lightning flashes as well isn't it it's a storm storms are coming which is a nice touch he starts up the chainsaw and saws both of her arms off. Mm-hmm. What do you think to the effect? I like, I, I, I like all the effects Gory. in this film. Yeah. yeah. I like, to I be do. fair, the, the effects are pretty good for yeah, this. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I do like it. I mean, obviously, it was like cut massively, wasn't it? And then they reinserted stuff and did all that shit. But no, I, I, I like this film. I think it is. I think it's uh, one of those top-notch, graphically gory films. 
that they don't do anymore. Yeah, just like fun, nonsensical, gory. Oh, yeah, totally. Seemed, yeah. Totally fucking nonsensical, isn't it? Yeah. I got, I got a lull moment, my first lull moment of the film now. I remember laughing out loud at this moment because Kendall's there, obviously. He mm-hmm. hears a scream. Him and two policemen, uh, they go into the go to get into the elevator and they find that the killer's already gone and the woman's left in the elevator. The police call in for medics while the other one throws up and the Bracken and the partner turn up to speak to Kendall and this is the lull moment because the girl is taken out on a stretcher covered from head to toe in blood-soaked sheets. You know, like she's dead on the stretcher. And uh, Bracken stops the doctor to ask what her chances are. (laughs) Uh, the doctor, I so said, the doctor gives us rushed medical jargon like in Dark Place, and we even get a hushed son of a bitch from Bracken <laughs> when he's told she has no chance of survival. The um the stretcher guys, they're the same two that took away that foot earlier on. Yeah. So, you know, they're on call 24-7 for any, any stretcher duties. <laughs> Just literally soaked. The sheet that's just been placed on the body is soaked in blood. And it's like, what are her chances, Doc? Yeah, not good. Not this time. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> it's um, the Dean's there as well, isn't they? With the secretary, uh, Professor Brown, he's there as well. It's just like, it's like all the suspects are in there. Like, clue. Bloody fucking, even the gardener Willard's there. He is. What's he doing there? Why is he still hanging around in the middle of the night? <laughs> in the, no, inside. Yeah. Why is he just roaming the, like, the fucking corridors of the thing? He's a gardener. Why is he inside ever? Let alone right now when there's just been a murder. Well, Bracken tells Kendall to keep an eye on Mary, what with her being a police detective and him being a stupid fuck. And we cut to Kendall and uh, his dick flapping about the place as he gets out of bed. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do see tits and we see Kendall's little chopper. He's got a yeah, he's got his little dick out. <laughs> I didn't expect that. The hero with his dick out. Nobody expects Kendall's dick. That's true. That should have been a tagline. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't expect it either. I didn't like it. Either, to be honest. I, I didn't exactly welcome it. Why does that need to be in the film, that bit? <laughs> I guess, I don't know whether they're going for, well, we've seen the women. Or we've whether, seen the women's tits. Let's yeah. go and look at Kendall's dick. <laughs> do women yeah. even like looking at dicks, though? I don't think they do. Well, for me, I don't give them a choice. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> Suddenly, bam, in your face. <laughs> That's how I live my life. Yeah, I'm not sure why that happened. Anyway, <laughs> he sees Mary walking alone at the deserted campus. Yeah, it's done. I'll tell you what, though. I tell you, I'll tell you what, though. The bloody girl he's got out of bed from, she bloody wants a bit of that. She's desperate. I'll control she's... myself, Kendall, if we do it again. Yeah, she's desperate for a bit more of the old uh, Kendall... The old Italian sausage. <laughs> the old Kendall cockadoodle. Yeah, the pepperoni. The, the Kendall slice. Wasn't he a UFC fighter? <laughs> I was in that, yeah. I was in the Kimbo Slice story. <laughs> I was cast as Kimbo. It was a <laughs> fucking good film. I don't know if it ever got released, but oh, we had great fun shooting it. The Unseen Killer's nearby anyway. Mary has an odd encounter with an Asian bloke who attacks her. 
Mate, oh, don't just get over this one. <laughs> we've got, Go right, on. yeah, so we've got this this girl, yeah. She's desperate for Kendall's cock. Uh, he's not having any of it because he's seen his tennis coach, so he's getting a little bit horny for the old uh, tennis coach outside, who's on the prowl for killers, of course, you know, maintaining her undercover status, looking for murderers in the night. We get a hedge bustle, the old bustle in the hedge. She looked round, and the first thing she saw was Kendall's little hairy dick <laughs> in the moonlight. Up at the window, yeah, yeah. With, with the in the shimmering moonlight. Mm. Yeah, he's just there with it, just like pressed against the window, <laughs> <laughs> trying to make it look bigger. <laughs> just see it like <laughs> he's dragging it along the window. <laughs> She's like, "Oh Jesus!" <laughs> oh Kendall, no! He's just waving at her, <laughs> oblivious <laughs> to it. What is Dick? <laughs> he starts windmilling it. <laughs> so that that's all going on and then he, he's like oh I better go down and see her then inexplicably this tennis teacher is attacked in a kung fu style <laughs> what the fuck this has got to be the most unexpected kung fu attack in any film I've ever seen what the Since hell the is going on yeah well what the hell is going on Suddenly she gets attacked by some sort of like martial arts ninja-esque guy just beating the shit out of her. <laughs> Kendall's <laughs> running back and forth across a hedge for a bit, isn't he, as well? Yeah, he doesn't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> there's a fight. Um, there's a noise which makes you think, uh-oh, chainsaw's coming. And no, it's Kendall on a motorbike who turns, yeah. who turns the corner You'll never guess who's bloody having a fight with the tennis teacher. Go on. It's it's the Kung Fu professor <laughs> <laughs> on campus. Remember, remember you have one of them? <laughs> remember when you said the campus is massive and you have like a professor for everything? We, yeah. we even got one for Kung Fu. <laughs> like that's a fucking class you'd take at college. Professor Chow. Yeah, of course it is. And he's just like, oh, she's with me. And he says, oh, sorry, bye. And just fucks off and you never see him again. He says he's not sure what happened. Must have been some bad chop suey. Yeah, and then he just leaves. Uh, That guy... What the fuck, man? Yeah, that is so random. But apparently that guy is a Bruce Lee impersonator called Bruce Lee with one E. Well, thank goodness! Thank goodness he was in this. The director had worked with him before and wanted him in the film. But yeah, and inexplicably so, he didn't actually try and generate any sort of storyline to incorporate him. Imagine you're the scriptwriter for this, and you go and see it, and you're like, "Well, this is shit so far," and we've seen Kendall's dick more than I'd like. <laughs> and then this fucking guy turns up that wasn't in your script. It's just the director's mate who turns up. You think, how are we going to get him in? I know, let's just have a Kung Fu fight. He's like, why? I don't know, because he's my mate. He's like, oh, well, fuck yeah. it then, go on. Anyway, Mary leaves with Kendall after all that bollocks. And, yeah, uh, they just go. They just go, oh, come on, let's go. He's like, okay. The hot end, shot end of report. scene. That, that's how, honestly, that's how brief that guy's in it. He turns mm. up, has a fight with her for no reason, and then just fucks off. Yeah. Sylvia Costa, the hotshot reporter from the Globe, she's snooping round. 
Yeah, of course, because she's still allowed on campus. Nobody noticed that. We get some killer shoes again. Yep. We get the, sh- following her. the shadow of a chainsaw, which is always good. And he follows her and he murders her by stabbing her, first on a waterbed the school has for some reason. Well, that's, just... that's what they said, though. They said all that, didn't they, with the smoking pot and having sex? But that why was why the they were talking about it. That's why they were talking about it. They said they've got a new waterbed. It was never mentioned why, other than mm. pot smoking, sex having. Stabs her and then drowns her in the waterbed and then drags her away. It's a, it's a chainsaw death, isn't it? I thought he stabbed her. It's a chainsaw first, then he starts stabbing oh, her. And then right. we go we go slow-mo with the knife. I really like that death, actually. I isn't thought it that... like a notoriously like terrible... Um, not the worst fucking thing to use for a, you know, as we we will probably cover on this podcast later, but a chainsaw is quite a terrible weapon to use as a killer, isn't it? Um, it's like easily to jam and well, yeah. heavy as fuck. Yeah, but it's very effective if it doesn't jam or loud as fuck. <laughs> He's just trying to kill people with a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's where the giallo thing ends, isn't it? Because yeah. it is a little bit noticeable. The worst I've ever seen is a film Ken showed me, which we'll cover on this, called The Jackhammer Massacre, where that looks like <laughs> the most ridiculously like terrible oh, mate, thing to don't, use. Don't make me fucking watch that again. We're watching Jesus that again. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was... I... <laughs> I've watched that once years ago, and I've never seen it again. I've never wanted to go back to it. I'm pretty sure the um, the front cover of that is in the background of our logo somewhere. Oh, fucking hell, really? Yeah. Don't make me watch Jackhammer again. That's fucking terrible. <sighs> they hired the guy for the killer just because he was like, he could wield it the best, and it still looks totally just impossible to wield as a weapon. A jackhammer. You can't lift it above your shoulder height. I don't have to, does it? Because people just turn up and lay down. <laughs> yes, yeah, the, the, the whole point of the story is it has to be plugged in. It's fucking awful. <laughs> anyway, Brilliant. anyway, yeah. No, no, we're not doing that, but let's move on. Kendall walks Mary to her door, asks to come in for coffee. She tells him to go piss up a rope. Um, when when the killer's actually stabbing her on that bed, uh, on the waterbed, the knife, when it hits her in the back of the head, it actually bends. It's the old titanium skull, isn't it, that she had to have put in? Oh, due to Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it does come through her mouth in the end, but uh, obviously, you know, it, do, it does bend. Yeah. Um, Miss, uh, Miss James, as I've written, Mary James, I don't know what the fuck you were calling her, but um, she kisses Kendall. At this point, mm. which is massively inappropriate, even if you are just an undercover teacher, it's still <laughs> inappropriate to be kissing him as a police officer. Yeah, because surely he's still a suspect, but just and why would you out. she? And he's a teenager at school. I don't yeah, know. And- I never got any of that bit. I never got these kind of like, oh, maybe there's some romance there. It's like, well, no, there can't be. He's fucking... She met him once and he was dressed in all brown. Yeah, and then the he's, second he's time. He's wearing all brown. He's got a kung fu fucking professor. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, and he's got fucking shit hair. So, you know. Yeah, and he keeps getting his dick out in the window. 
So, you know, what the hell is going on with this guy? His little hairy bollocks just fucking f- yeah. dancing around the place. <laughs> right up just against the, the window. Ledge. Right on there. Yeah. <laughs> right over there, dirty bastard. Anyway, we also get a geek jump scare, where I think it's me then, if that's what you say. Uh, yeah, yeah, with the yeah. rubber zombie mask. Yeah, I come around the corner and do that for no fucking reason whatsoever. I put KBW, scares him with a rubber zombie mask, then farts at him as he runs off. <laughs> Classic KBW. <laughs> yeah, that is what I do, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that more times than I'd like to remember. Yeah, Ken farts in your general direction. I do, as I'm running off. No more of, the, more of the killer in his walk-in fridge. We see the corpse coming together nicely. More of the new jigsaw puzzle being completed. Yeah. Keeps his gloves on as well. Awkwardly, yeah. Next day, Mary and Kendall, they're playing tennis. We get a fellow tennis player heads into the locker room to shower. The unseen so killer appears again. They're, they're practicing the serve, but on their own. Mm. Who's going to fucking pick all that shit up? Is it them? Is it them or is there somebody else that goes there and just like collects all the balls and puts them back? Bluto. <laughs> He's too busy red herringing. <laughs> the killer appears again and attacks this girl with the chainsaw. Of course he does because the tannoy music's gone right up in volume. So, you know, mm. you can't hear a damn fucking thing. The, um, the... We do get tits, obviously. It's a shower. Uh, we do mm. get buttocks. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we get shoes. Which are the killers, not hers. Obviously, she's not wearing shoes in the shower. And um, <laughs> we get Bush. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most serious I've ever heard you on this podcast. <laughs> we get... It's like you're giving me some bad news. <laughs> it's like you had your test results back. <laughs> It's a fucking serious subject, man. <laughs> we get Bush right there. Get I, out. I do not take Bush lightly. Neither. You should know that of all people. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then we get a chainsaw. Yeah, and she knows it's hit. She knows the killer because she says you. Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah. Which I uh, thought she was talking to me. Yeah, I was like, me. yes. I was like, yes. The killer chases her into a linen closet where he chainsaws the door down um, and then cuts into her torso. Yeah, she uh, she pisses herself. What? She urinates all over herself. Does she? She does indeed. Was I just watching the uh, uncut version? Was that not in the uh, released? No, I'd be shocked if it was and I missed that out. But... Yeah, yeah, she did, yeah. She pissed all down her own leg. Oh. Yeah, and onto the floor. For eight minutes. Oh, that's good. It didn't go upwards. Uh, no, not this time. At the same time, Mary and Kendall sees Willard leaving the locker room and ask about the music being played loudly. Yeah, he's, he's got a massive bag, hasn't he? Yeah, which only adds to the what on earth is happening. I've put, he's more than happy to speak to them despite Kendall hitting him with a two by four earlier. Quite right. Nice of the college to let him carry on working there as well. <laughs> he was released, right? Yeah, fantastic. Uh, They eventually find the bloody dismembered corpse inside the locker room with both their legs. I will say I liked that death as well. 
That was a good death. Mm. I, I like that killing. That was uh, both of her legs cut off. Yeah, exactly. Very lots of blood. Yeah, I, I did. I, I thought the I thought this was a very very good murder, as as the previous ones also were. Uh, I've come to the moment now that I remember. Yeah, long moment number two. Mary comes out after seeing the dead girl and is livid <laughs> at him using the music to disguise the loud chainsaw, and gives us the best line delivery of bastard <laughs> I've ever heard. It's absolutely amazing, isn't it? It gets yeah. better with each one. <laughs> she does it three times. She sure does. First one's funny. The second one's hilarious. Then she raises her fist to the sky and gives an absolute <laughs> belter. <laughs> Raising your fist. Bastard! We don't even know who the fuck that person was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's not even been in the film. She's like, you know, nothing. She just appeared, got killed. That was it. Yeah, but oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? I really, really enjoyed that scene. You see it? Yes! While we were out here fumbling with that music, the lousy bastard was in there killing her! Bastard! 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 To be honest, the only thing she could have done more was fall to her knees. And uh, (laughs) had she been in Vietnam, that would have been perfect. But... uh, yeah, that honestly, I absolutely love that scene. That is yeah. so much fun. I, <laughs> I'm just laughing thinking about it. It's <laughs> what a fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, brilliant. And we've got 20 minutes left of the film and Bracken still isn't even a fucking millimetre closer to catching the killer. Yeah, the cops Literally have got no leads absolutely whatsoever. nothing, have they? No. <laughs> so, so what have you got? Not nothing whatsoever. Excellent work. Uh, in a time like this, who did the police turn to for help? A specialist of some kind, maybe? A doctor? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Maybe Mary, who's done nothing but play fucking tennis since mm-hmm. she got there? Mm-hmm. Nope. Let's get that kid Kendall down here. He can help us. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Why is he letting like the, the the head of anatomy in the crime scene before the actual police? Why is he talking to Kendall before mm-hmm. anyone else? Mm-hmm. What the fuck's mm-hmm. going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. His partner rightly explains how stupid that is, as he could be a suspect, but Bracken calls him a cunt and says he's the best damn detective I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. <laughs> He's the best option we've got on the force right now. He says he could for sure solve this case way faster than we can. (laughs) What with him being a fucking 17-year-old specky twat. (laughs) Yeah, and us being actual detectives. (laughs) Dressed in brown and getting his cock out. (laughs) He's the man for this job. (laughs) Well, that's one of the, well, two of the things you need to be a detective, I think. Yeah, that's how far I got in the interview. Yeah. It was the check other thing. Check. It was the other things that let me down. Yeah, you you refused to rely on a 17-year-old child to help you with your investigations. I did at the time and I regret it ever since. Uh cut to the killer putting on shoes for his uh corpse jigsaw thing. Quite right. It's fucking cold, isn't it in there? Yeah. Mary and Professor Brown shoot the shit about the dean and how much Brown hates him. Uh, Kendall then goes to the police station where he meets Holden and thinks that the killer must be part of the university faculty since the killer seems to know when and where to strike and avoid the police. Only staff members would ever know that, wouldn't they? 
Only staff members know how to avoid the police after murdering. Yeah, only staff members would know when students go for a shower after tennis. That's right. Or gardeners. <gasps> oh. uh, they look into the Dean's past and they discover that when the Dean was younger, his mother was killed by a person who was never found and that he had previously changed his name. They hmm. figure out, Ken, that the Dean must be the killer. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I've got lots of notes here about other things that are not relevant to the plot. Excellent. Go for it. I've got Kendall and what's his name, the other guy? Can be wild. The one who looks like Drebin. Oh, Bracken. Yeah, so Ken and Bracken are in the basement, yeah, looking at all the files. (laughs) Kendall. Kendall. Yeah, sorry, I've written Ken for short. (laughs) So Kendall and Drebin, they're in the... They're in the basement looking at the files. There's a massive fuck off picture of Reagan, obviously, in the basement. So no matter where the files are in the police force, you've got a picture of the president. Um, um, there's like cream and saccharin in the coffee for Miss James. Yeah, what was it? Saccharin and cream. Yeah, she she's gone to visit. Good name uh, for a detective duo. She's gone to visit the dean, hasn't she? Mm-hmm. So uh, she has cream and saccharin in the coffee. The coffee is instant, and she instantly fucking drinks it as well. Nice. Which is absolutely fucking ridiculous because you don't instantly drink a coffee if somebody just gives you it. That'd be boiling fucking hot. That's the point. Mm. Yeah, I hate that. I hate seeing that in film. I, I tell you what else I hate. I hate people eating whilst they're drinking and like vice versa. They have a bite of a sandwich and then instantly like drink something. It's like I hate no, that in real no, life. Your like... sandwich is in there. Yeah, that's how disgusting. That's like the soggy sangers. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> as I like to say to people, it's like when you when you know like you're in like McDonald's and people are eating and then also slurping on their soda. Yeah, they do, yeah, but you. No, because you've still got food in your mouth. Yeah, exactly. And they're What's still wrong? chewing. <laughs> how, how, have you, how have you not got time to finish what you're eating before you have a drink? What's mm. wrong with everybody? I hate that. Ugh. Winds me up with everything. And I see it so many times, and it's in like everything. And every time I see it, I just think, oh, fuck's sake. And it ruins it. It ruins a film. It ruins a TV program. Stop eating and immediately drinking. Disgusting. <laughs> anyway, that happens here, apart from the eating, so it's a mute point. <laughs> but uh, she instantly drinks the coffee, which is also ridiculous. Um, he, uh, he then immediately says, more coffee. You know, like she's just finished one. She's like a chain coffee smoker. Um, and he pours some shit into it. What do you mean? mean? Well, he pours like some sort of like drug into it. This is what I'm assuming. It's got to be a drug, isn't it? Oh, at the fucking Dean's house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, where, yeah. that's where we're drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about other eating, then uh, Kendall. Kendall and the Sarge are back eating and drinking a bloody Wendy's. Yeah. Talking about some sort of name change. Yeah, if- um, Bracken's talking about maybe having an apartment together, moving in, maybe ruining up, leaving this crazy place behind. Yeah, Kendall's up for it, as long as he's got a big window so he can get his dick out. Bracken says, as long as you've got a big window so I can get my dick in. 
<laughs> yeah, they both raise their glasses and look at each other. Cheeky wink. And their dicks. Yeah. <laughs> Cheeky wank. <laughs> uh, um, it's, oh, you, right. You know in the back, you know in the background of where they are, the basement. Have you seen the mm. fucking size of those books? No. Fucking massive. They're massive. They're like, like the size of three books stacked high on top of each <laughs> other. They're enormous books in this little basement of theirs. It makes you wonder how there's any point looking at any of them. I wonder if anyone's been watching this. Like They'll see that we've released this episode and they're like, I wonder if they'll bring up the books. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Ken will. <laughs> I know what he's like at the size of books. He's very anal. <laughs> Well, yeah, one of my old films. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, anyway, they're fucking enormous, those books. Too big. I like how the Dean says that Professor Brown is a homosexual, but it's okay as long as he doesn't break any rules. Quite right, too. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A bit of an unnecessary bit before, but okay. He does also say... um, he seems more upset about his affliction than I am. <laughs> That's, it's, a, it's a line from the film. I've written it down, okay? Mary's, uh, she's clearly in danger of becoming a victim herself, and the dean tells Mary that she has nice feet. Oh, no. Mary Tar- says... Tarantino in, as it's known. Mary says they'll have to... <laughs> yeah. Mary says they're going to have to search the campus soon if nothing is found, so the dean drugs her drink... And plots to kill her to saw off her feet to fully complete his human jigsaw puzzle. You know the old uh, go-to if uh, if somebody says we're going to have to search stuff, you have to drug them and remove their feet just in case. And um, Kendall and the police work out that the dean must like jigsaw puzzles, and he's been taking pieces of the dead women to make his own human jigsaw puzzle. They might be right about that. Well, we'll I guess we'll just have to see. No, of course they're right. Yeah, obviously it's him. Yeah, it's it's the Dean, isn't it? As we all know. The Dean changed his name from Little Timmy to The Dean. <laughs> to Big Dean. Yeah. Uh, Bracken, Holden and Kendall, they burst into the Dean's apartment. Hasn't he got a big knife? You know those big knives that they all got? Yeah, in America. Yeah, in America, yeah, where you just got a knife as big as your head or something for yeah, reasons unknown. Reasons unknown. Well, he's got one of them. Like Robert Patrick in Terminator 2. Yeah, like his, your yeah, his whole forearm. Yeah. Yeah, well, she's paralysed because she's had drugs and she's just like sort of trying to communicate with her massive eyes. Yeah, but after a thorough search of the property from Holden, whilst Bracken stares blankly at Mary paralysed on the sofa, the police fuck off, leaving Kendall and Mary alone. She's, um, you know, like whilst they're there, she is clearly staring at the uh, the curtains, mm. which shockingly, like the... shockingly, is the only place the police have not checked would yeah, be like behind how they the curtain. That's <laughs> like if you play hide and seek with a kid; they'll fucking look behind the curtain, even if he's clearly not there. Yeah, but they don't, and uh, oh no, he's there. He attacks, and luckily Bracken returns and shoots the Dean right between the eyes. Yeah, he's wrestling, isn't he? He's wrestling mm. with little brown-clothed Kendall. Shoots him right between the eyes and kills him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Af- afterwards, Holden, in it, if only it was the end. 
Afterwards, Holden inadvertently <laughs> discovers the Dean's human jigsaw puzzle when he leans against a bookshelf and it turns round. Yep, the old spinning bookcase. You know, you know how that is when you build yeah, one of them. Young you Frankenstein. Like, you build one of those in like an apartment block without anybody noticing. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you've got access to next door so you can build it like a little access point. Yeah, uh, the body that's assembled from various human parts falls onto Kendall. He's not happy. <laughs> no, everyone else is. So. <laughs> yeah, everyone else laughs, but he screams. It's uh, a very Bracken... good scream, actually. It's a, it's a great scream, and it's slow mo. Yeah, that's what they call him. Yeah, slow mo. <laughs> when <laughs> when Bracken Holden and Mary and everyone else prepares to leave the scene, as the cops take the dean's body away in a body bag, I like Kendall... it. That. I like it because it's slow mo, and then we return to exactly the same scene. <laughs> It's yeah, like, yeah. It's like the no passage of time. It's just like, yeah. and now again. <laughs> yeah, Kendall goes for his jacket, and as he does, the human jigsaw corpse somehow comes to life and grabs Kendall's balls and squeezes and castrates him. Yeah, he screams again, slow mo again, freeze frame, end of film. The film ends with Kendall getting his fucking balls ripped off. Yeah. Why the hell is that in the film? <laughs> Why would that be alive? I, we we just don't know. Um, I will point out, I don't know if you know this, but the guy who played Kendall is trying to make a sequel to this. Is he? Yeah. Well, on his own? Just him in it? <laughs> Obviously not. That would be fucking boring. Just a one-man show. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be like stand-up. Where he plays all the characters. <laughs> Yeah, then, if that if that's easier. Is he going to be the killer and he's just castrating loads of men? I, I like, honestly do not know any more information. Jeffrey Dahmer. Other than that's something that he's trying to do. He's trying to make pieces too. You can find, nice uh, well. yeah, you can find posters online of uh, like projected whatever they're going to do. I don't know, but I bet it's, I bet it's shit. <laughs> so, sorry, Kendall. Yeah, it's only been 40 years, so... Exactly, I think that's the point. 40 years later, wow. Oh my, Jesus, fuck. Hang on a minute, what year was this? 82? No, it's 41. Fucking hell, he's messed that up as well, the twat. Jesus Christ. I hope he gets Ken back so he can fart on him again. He is Ken. No, the little Kenneth with the zombie mask. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, overreacting Charlie. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. If you fart on me one more time, I'll kill myself. <laughs> oh! Obviously, yeah. Bracken and Holden are terror. I mean, they're not the worst police duo that we've seen in a film, but <laughs> that, no. more of that later. Yeah. No, but they're, they're not overly, overly good, <laughs> are they, no. in terms of detecting? I mean, it worked out in the end, but Bracken put in his whole, you know, Betting the house on Kendall solving the case and him doing absolutely nothing. Well, tell you what, though. Willard. Free Willard. Willard. Willard's innocent. Yeah. Yeah. Is that why you're wearing that T-shirt with Free Willard written on it? Yeah, it is, yeah. I thought you just got the fucking whale film wrong. No, 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 no. I I went very, very, uh, like, respectful on the film. Uh, Free Free Willard is Ken's uh, very posh remake of Free Willy. (laughs) Yeah, it's a whale with a top hat on. (laughs) And a cane. Yeah, and a monocle. Yeah, of course. 
course, he was brought up correctly. What did you think then, Ken? Did you like it or what? No, I do like it. I really enjoy this film. It's it's fun. It is really good fun right from the start all the way through to the end. And it it's it's shit. But <laughs> fucking hell, it's a good laugh. Yeah. Yeah, and I I, I just really enjoy this film. Always have. Always have. In the same I've... vein as sort of like Night Killer, in that that was shit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it is. I got that, vibes of Night Killer on Yeah, this it, it's just like it's inept. It's pointless there's bits that happen that you just think what the fuck is this and yet it's it's still really good and i i really enjoy this film yeah no one in this film is good everyone's terribly casted except bluto yeah yeah well no nobody is good but the film itself somehow manages to be good Mm. for the wrong reasons well the best thing about it is the the bastard scene that, that's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful that shot. Is, yeah, that's that's um, bad movie sort of royalty when it comes to scenes. Yeah, and to throw three of them in there, that's just genius. <laughs> there are times, there are times when I I see somebody shout something and you think, "Go on, one more," and they don't, and you think, oh, "That's a missed opportunity." That they do it, they take the opportunity and they put in a third one. That's the beauty of this film. Any That's other film would any any well any other film would have probably just gone two and thought that'll do. That is just brilliant. That third bastard is just absolutely <laughs> superfluous yet superb. Very good. So, um, for that reason, Ken, is it going in or is it staying out of the bad movie cult? I think it's got to go in. It's mm. got to go in because it is bad. It's a bad film, but. It's going in as one of the top-notch bad films. It has to. It's just a great watch. And I, I really enjoy it. I've, I've never watched that film and not enjoyed it at all. I used to have this on video. I bought this on uh, VHS, and it was like one of the pre-certs, and I really wish I'd still got it, but fuck knows where that is now. And... Mm. Um, I, I absolutely loved it then, and I just laughed my head off watching it. And watching it again now, still brilliant. Really enjoy it. Yeah, and I agree with you. So therefore, Pieces is included or inducted into the bad movie cult. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome. And, and congratulations. First time entry for Guan Simon, the director. <laughs> yeah, well, great name. Um, maybe he's last. I don't know if he's done anything else besides this. Not a but... clue. Not bothered to look that guy up. <laughs> nope. Here's the film pitch. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. What do you think, Ken, about a remake or a sequel? If we, Maybe we can help little Kendall with his sequel Okay, idea. Let's, let's go for it then. Are we staying on campus? I think we're going to have to. Okay, so we're, we're back on campus. Um, Pieces 2, Electric f- Boogaloo. 41 years later. Yeah, to be precise. <laughs> 41 years, three months, six days, seven hours. <laughs> and counting. Yeah. Later. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, Kendall's well, back. Yeah, he's um, he's the dean. Fuck off. With he no is. balls? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's known as uh, Dean No Balls. Dean No Balls? That, that's what they Dino. call him. That's what they call. That's what they call him on on campus, behind his back, and to his face. 
yeah. and that's also his name on his like office door. Fear's so intense it'll grab you by the balls. I get that now. Very good. Kind of ruins the ending, but very good tagline. Not only if you give a shit about the tagline. <laughs> yeah, carry on. Um, so, yeah, he's the Dean now, and uh, it's happening again. Willard, he's still the gardener. You have to recast. I think he's dead. No, he's still the gardener, even though he's dead. Well, no, the actor. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. CGI. <Yeah. laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll young de-age him. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll get a uh, a Jedi a Jedi ghost gardener. Very good. That'll do. Um who else is back? Nobody else, obviously. They're all too yeah, old now, it. aren't they? Yeah. New killer. New killer, new rules. New killer still doing the same thing. That's the tagline. New killer, new rules. Yeah. Is he still collecting people? It's not Charlie Sheen, is it? No, not this time. Although he could be in it. No, the killer is reading the news articles about Charlie Sheen collecting people from a previous film pitch. Right, and then doing what? Because he listens to the podcast and he's very, very interested in our film pitches. Isn't it just? Are we like seizing the fucking world right now by the balls and ripping them off just at the end? Yeah. Yeah, so that that's what's happening. And uh, that what do you mean? What, but no, what, that, how's he killing people? <laughs> that's the end of my involvement. <laughs> so this is a film about someone listening to a podcast <laughs> and enjoying it. <laughs> oh no, they don't enjoy it. This is based. This is it's based oh, on it's, real it's life. A documentary. <laughs> it's based in reality. This. <laughs> No, they tolerate it. Why would there be newspaper clippings about our film pitch from a podcast that no one listens to? Because, because in in the uh, in the universe that we're in, it's real. Um, Charlie Sheen, Charlie Sheen is really killing people dressed as Cupid. <laughs> so, right? Yeah, because we made it so. So we made it reality. Because it's um, so. How's the killer killing people then? Um, with let's just go chainsaw again. And he's collecting body parts like Charlie Sheen and also <sighs> yes, the then killer from this. Yes, then okay. But he's so inspired. Happening. He's inspired by Charlie Sheen doing it. Not the killer from the previous film. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fuck it. He's never listened to us in his life because <laughs> we don't exist. Good, because I, I, I was hoping fine and dandy would be the undercover police at the campus. <laughs> okay, we get thrown in as... Um, You're the professor of scuba diving. I was going to say scuba diving. What? What the fuck? Yeah, I was going to say scuba diving professor. Why would you have said scuba diving? I don't know, but Fucking I was going to say it. Yeah. I'm the professor of um, life. <laughs> the professor of kite flying. Nice, yeah. Scuba diving, kite flying. It's the opposites. Yeah. That's how we work. <laughs> That's the total. What's the opposite of scuba diving? <laughs> kite flying. <laughs> That's how you got the job. Yeah. <laughs> that was the question in the interview. They Wouldn't it like, be an astronaut? Would that be the, the opposite? 
Don't be stupid. Can I be a professor of astronauts? (laughs) (laughs) So we've got a class of astronauts. No. (laughs) What if this? You're dressed in scuba gear, and I'm dressed as an astronaut. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What am I teaching? Scuba. Scoop. Scuba in. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What are you teaching? Astronauting. Astronauting. Yeah. Okay. Who's in charge of kite flying? Clint Howard. Um, no, Clint Howard's the janitor. Oh yeah, of course he is. Yeah. Or is he? Or is he on-site police? You know, like LL Cool J in H twenty. Oh, it drives around a little golf cart. Yeah. Oh, he could do that, couldn't he? He could. He's definitely. That's him, isn't it? Yeah, that's him. That's Professor him. Of kite flying could be um, Terry Crews. Yeah, he'd be good at that, wouldn't he? He loves kites. I think he does, doesn't he? He does, yeah. And I think he'd be good at doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't need to hire a stunt flyer because he, he can already do it. I think he I think he can. I think I've read that in his bio. Obviously, police chief that gets informed of the killing starting again, Carl Weathers. He's oh maybe he could send uh Terry Crews in undercover as the professor of kite flying. <laughs> and he gets killed. Yes. By and a that's kite. That's why we get sent in. By a kite. Yeah, decapitates him. Yeah, rips his neck out. Yeah, by the wires. The wires get like wrapped around his neck, and his head pops off. Exactly, tangled up in blue. That's Terry. Yeah. So yeah, yeah and then that's, Scuba a, that's du- a pretty good set piece, isn't it? Right there for the that, for the film. That is good. Yeah, so that happens. Um, obviously, and we're got- working. We're working very closely with the dean to try and find the killer. Could um could Carl Weathers be the dean, or is that definitely going to be Kendall? I think we assume throughout that Kendall's the killer. Okay, and maybe Carl Weathers is the dean. No, but then who? Hang on, no, he's so what? Be the so, police so, chief, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. I was going to say we can't. And we dean. can't assume. <laughs> <laughs> dean Carl Weathers. <laughs> we can't assume. Like, we can't assume the dean's Carl Weathers. No. That doesn't make any sense. What about, um, what's his name? Uh, fuck from Predator. Bill Duke. Bill Duke. Who's he? The Dean. The Dean. Not fucking 70 years old. <laughs> and he's still doing Dean. So is fucking Carl Weathers. <laughs> is he doing Deanery? Yeah, he is. Okay, yeah, then. Go on, then. We'll have Bill Duke. Big Bill Duke as the Dean. The new Dean. Yep. The young rookie Dean. <laughs> Who's Kendall then? Is he still a student? Because he's, he's the shit. janitor there. He's the he's the new professor of kung fu. <laughs> I'm not having him. No chance. Who's <laughs> fucking rubbish at kung fu? <laughs> Bruce is Lee just told like, me. Is he just hanging around then? He can't just hang around. You don't just hang around a campus. That's not allowed. Oh, Bluto did. Yeah, but he was a gardener. Is he the... Ah, he could be the new gardener. Yeah, Willard's okay. dead. Or in prison, or whichever. And uh, Kendall's the new, like, gardener on site. Yeah. Okay. So Bill Duke's the uh, the dean. Yeah. Yeah, got a picture of his prostate right there. And the yep. alumni photo range. You've got... <laughs> You've got me and you. What are we undercover as? Why are we you're, undercover? Because the murders. Profe- 
Yeah, yeah. We get sent in because Terry Crews gets sent in first and then he dies. So so previous to Terry Crews, there's already murders? Yes. Right. What we got there? And then before murders. you know it, all the fucking faculty are just undercover police. I'll clear out to actually teach. <laughs> We're all just looking for the killer. Just out in the the halls and all the kids are just sitting in the classrooms. <laughs> So we've replaced the entire staff with <laughs> undercover police. And the students. Because <laughs> everyone in the school's dead. Fucking hell, he's good, isn't he? This killer. <laughs> we just replaced the, ki- the, the dead kids with police. Before you know it, the whole fucking campus fucking, is just police. Everyone's, all the guys have got moustaches. Yeah. <laughs> Aviators on. Yeah. Fucking hell, this is, this is very prolific, isn't it, from the murder? Carl Weathers is fucking going nuts. Why would he still be hanging around? <laughs> Why would he still be sending fucking officers in? Because <laughs> he's got to get the job done, that's why. That's true. He never, he never stops, does he, until he's caught the man. Exactly. Yeah, I suppose like event, like you know, obviously set pieces, loads of chainsaw deaths, and all that sort of shite. Yeah, I'll, get, I'll um, go with that. Who's the killer then? Is it Kendall? Is he just castrating men? Got yeah. loads of balls on balls on it, or he like clips He's... them on and off himself? <laughs> I think he clips them all on himself. He's got loads. <laughs> oh, he's got loads of balls, just all at once. Yeah, they're down both yeah. legs of his trousers. That is fucking horrible, that, that <laughs> thought. He's got, at this point, he's got like about 30 balls. <laughs> Just the way he sews them on as well, he doesn't even clip them. 31, because Clint Howard had three. <laughs> That's the rumour. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Clint Howard. He sews them on. Yeah. So it's not even that, it's actual surgery, so they are biologically attached. Due to him is being it, a big fan of the anatomy, Professor Brown. Is, it, is he just made like a massive, like, you know, like a elastic band ball? Has he done that just with balls? No, no, they're not all in one sack. They're all in their individual sacks. <laughs> so, <laughs> very nice. He's kept them pristine. Of course he has. <laughs> yeah. Out of respect. And what's the ending? What's the, what's the jump scare at the end? <laughs> we see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we see his, his legs with all these balls on. His ball legs. Running away with them banging everywhere. In the moonlight. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, does he get away? Do we not catch him? Sets us up for the, the, the third, the trilogy. <laughs> um, I don't know. Could we Could we do another? I think, we've, I think uh, we must. I think we've pretty much covered everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ken, you're right, and I think we should bring this episode to a close. You get on the you get on the the telephone to uh, Kendall and see if he's happy to have loads of balls attached to his legs. And it's like cowboys jumpers. <laughs> and I will say thank you, everybody, for listening to the Bad Movie Court podcast. If you like the episode, please leave us a like, rating, review. It's a massive help in getting us found by new listeners. If you like the episode, let us know as well through the social media we're on twitter facebook instagram we've got a facebook page you can join us there and speak about any old bollocks like this film i don't know what do you think ken uh what yeah speak to us no, about speak to us about literally anything wow literally 
That's how that's how broad this is. You can just talk talk shit. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. We do. Yeah, exactly. Thank you to my co-host Ken B. Wild for joining me for this film. Oh, thank you. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Bad Movie Called Podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye. Dominic Lawton. Ken B. Wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. <laughs>